visionaries, creative geniuses, modern-day renaissance men. These are not the words that people who know Luke and Jorge would use to describe them. They are best friends, shameless connoisseurs of the basic and the niche, and most importantly, two guys just being dudes. Welcome to Bad Jokes and Semi-Wisecracks with Luke and Jorge. Welcome to the podcast. What's up? We are your hosts. I I am Luke Lukeford, first of his name, keeper of the keys and lord of the nine realms. And my name is Brian David Gilbert. (laughs) Wait, Uh, is Toe your last name? No, it's Gilberto. Oh, is it one thing? Yeah. Not like Gilbert as as a middle name and then Toe as your last name? No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. It's uh it's no, I don't have a hyphenate last name. Ah. <laughs> that's that's Gilberto. <laughs> Great. Um yeah, it's uh, again that's Brian David <laughs> Gilberto. Excellent. Uh welcome to the podcast. What's up? Um this is this is gonna be a very fun episode. Uh, the, I I have so much anticipation. Yeah, me too. It's bubbling. Oh, it's it's <laughs> it's about to burst. <laughs> yeah, but like in a good way. But in like yeah yeah in a non weird sort of way. Yep. This is a a very special episode because uh today we have a special guest. Yeah, it's our buddy Matthew. Yay! Yay. Oh hey, I didn't see you there. <laughs> it's my friend's first of his name and toe. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's been so long. Yeah, it's, it's super been long. it's been way long. Yeah. Hey, it snowed here in Denver. Did it snow where you are, Matt? No, it did not. It's uh, it's not even overcast. It's like bright blue, sunny skies today. Oh, I'm I'm very jealous. I'm not jealous. All right, I'm I'm jealous of you guys. I should say I miss the snow. And it misses you. Aw. Well, that's Aww. really sweet of you. <laughs> you can have some. We can just like pass it through the internet to you you fedex yes. me some snow oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have to overnight it so it doesn't melt yeah we tried to send you a snowman but it melted and they wrote a movie about it well it's funny you say that because uh, I, I i know what you guys do first of your name and toe i listen to your podcasts in preparation and you're you're towing dangerously close to the proposition that i prepared oh oh my uh, goodness <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna save that for later i'm Oh, I'm not he, gonna get ahead of myself. Wow, we really came prepared for this. Yeah, uh, for this podcast interview, we're gonna we're really gonna grill you. I know. I'm 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 feeling the pressure. Yeah, I'm sweating. Um. So for those that don't know, our our buddy Matthew uh is originally my friend. Uh, <laughs> first of his name doesn't get to claim right. This Matthew. I changed your name from Matthew D and D in my phone like last week. So that, <laughs> yep. that's so sweet. Now you get to have a last name, which I won't say on the podcast. It's not D you know, It's so. not. It's not D and I, I added your last name when I learned your last name, okay. which was embarrassingly late in playing D and D with you. You know, that's I'm, all. I'm right. not going to tell you exactly when that was. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, as you can tell, uh, we play D and D with Matthew. Uh, I've known Matthew uh, since high school. Uh, he was actually my first DM. Uh, in this grand game of D anD D before fifth edition, this so this was eons wow. ago, probably. It's true. We, we've we've known each other since high school. Uh, you're a little bit older than me, so I didn't get to spend a, a ton of time with you. But uh, yeah, you've been good buds ever since. Uh, you went on to marry uh, uh, another one of my friends, another one of our friends that we played D anD D with. Yeah. Uh, who was also been on, on the pod. Right. Coincidentally, an earlier special guest. Yeah. Yes, our friend Kate. 
is uh, friends with our buddy Matthew. <laughs> and by friends... <laughs> Very close friends. Very. <laughs> <laughs> We're exceptionally close. She's the best. Some might say that you almost live together. Yeah, almost. yeah. Those people would be sadly misinformed because we do live together. <laughs> We're, in fact, uh, buying a house together. Ooh, Effective very soon. You know, right. Yeah. We're, a, we're very excited. Once again, I am uh, the only one in the room that does not own land. It's okay. You, you'll get there. I'm, I'm I, absolutely I sure certain not. that. Well, I, I want to say abundance is in your future. You know, oh. You're, well, my, my intention, my statement to you into the void that is your internet audience is, you know, prosperity's coming your way. That, that sounds like a Panda Express fortune cookie. Yeah, that was very generous of you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, I was I thought I was gonna get something like, you know, don't cross the street on a Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> no streets. You can't no cross any of them on no streets on Tuesday. Stay home, <laughs> or within your block, or within your as block. long as you don't cross any streets. Can I fly? If I'm flying, can I? Ooh, that's Ooh. a tough one, right? Or if you Ooh. burrow under the street, is it, are you still crossing it? Ooh, right, 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 right. <laughs> We need to get Panda Express in on this call. Panda, get some answers. <laughs> we can. We, the people are demanding <laughs> answers. <laughs> uh, now that the people know who Matthew is, uh, you actually had some stuff that you wanted to say—a sort of rebuttal oh. to uh, yep. Kate being on the episode. There were some uh, slanderous uh, <laughs> characterizations bandied about on your well-intentioned program um, by my dearest friend. <laughs> and uh, in response, I, I have to say, I have never seen an episode of The Chappelle Show. Wow. Whoa. Not one. Not one. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. The... I'm all right with that being said out loud. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, so for those of you that missed this, which is everyone besides me and Luke, <laughs> um, we're, so we're on a Zoom call with our, with our, our buddy Matthew, uh, and Kate just popped into the Zoom call to say that he was a liar. Uh, so I don't well, know who to that's... believe so yeah well you can believe me because i i have you know the microphone and i can explain myself um, right that's I, i'm a huge fan of dave Chappelle, and i've listened to a lot of his comedy specials but i've never seen an episode of the Chappelle show Ooh. so the what was it the tone that she described I, i'm unfamiliar with <laughs> <laughs> oh that's incredible so um you know what this means uh if if enough people uh, tweet at us, uh, I just got a text from Kate. <laughs> Wait, did I also? Please hold. I think so. Yeah. We have to read this. He he loves the CJ. What is, <laughs> what is CJ? Chris what is CJ? Chappelle? Nope, that's it's not. It's a Chris. Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. <laughs> Kate, what is CJ? I think she meant chamomile the jeans. CS, right? The Chappelle show? But instead we get the CJ, the main character of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. <laughs> I am a huge fan of CJ. Wow. So if we get enough people to like tweet at us, uh, when Luke and I finally are you know, in a place where we can take the show on the road to our newly vaccinated friends. You got your vaccine today. I did get my vaccine today. Woo. And I'm very excited to see both of you. That's Yeah. Luke and I are both vaccinated. Yeah, we are. So this is really nice. a plug for vaccines. Get your vaccines. Get, get your, your vaccine. The, the free 5G has been incredible. Yeah. yeah. You just open your mouth and suddenly there's internet. Yeah, wherever you are. That's how we're doing this podcast. Yep. This is this is all telepathic. Um, yeah, no. If enough people tweet at us when we take the show on the road, uh, we will go to the uh, the homestead of uh, 
Matthew and Kate, and we will watch all of season one of the Chappelle show. <laughs> yep. If that sounds excellent. Uh, that's what we'll do if uh, if people tweet at us, or conversely, if people buy our merch, which we haven't made yet. But we will. Ooh. Eventually, yeah. Yep. If you subscribe to our newsletter, you'll get to vote on what our merch is going to be. Right. That's what we've decided. How do people subscribe to said newsletter? Uh, you can go to our website, uh, which is lukeandhorhepod.podbean.com. Check it out. Uh, if you do this... You can click on uh, one of our tabs, and it's it should say like email newsletter or something along those lines, and then fill it out, and then you'll be signed up to get our newsletter. Well, you'll find out uh, who our guests are going to be before we have them on the show. Yep. Um, find out all of our news, like when we're taking the show on the road, that sort of thing. And most importantly, you'll be able to vote on merch, and you'll get our monthly Spotify playlist. Right. Yes. So sign up. Sign up now at lucanohorepod.podbean.com. Amen. You can also email us at lukeandhorhepod at gmail.com. Please. And if you do that, we'll get your email. We'll add you to the newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be great. Only if you want, though. Yeah. We're not well, about that spam life. Mm, yeah. We're mostly not about mostly that not spam, about the spam <laughs> life. We'll see what happens. <laughs> you have to tell us explicitly that you don't want to be on the newsletter. <laughs> to not be on the newsletter. Right. Anyways. It has to be a notarized letter. Saying that you don't want to be yeah, in has, the news has to be signed by both of your senators. Right, residents of D.C. has to be signed by the president. <laughs> <laughs> if you're from Guam, you're automatically excluded from. The <laughs> <laughs> Can I so put D.C. Do you so, think it should be a state? Is that too heavy for this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that I I don't like I don't like even numbers. I think D.C. should be a state. Fifty-one, baby. What's fifty-one divisible by? Nothing. Seventeen. Oh, really? Seventeen. Okay. Seventeen and three. Is that right? I would love to see yeah, just like right. three rows. I said that really confidently, and you I, said I that? got really worried that okay, <laughs> I was that... wrong. But I think I'm right. Wait, hold. Seventeen. Thirty-four. Yeah, fifty-one. 51. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's divisible yeah. by seventeen. So we'll just have three lines with seventeen stars on them. Yeah. Or I was about six to ask. Lines how does that work? Half of seventeen. What? Well, I was about to ask how, how, where you guys 17? would put the last star. Uh, you just have to imagine. It's an imaginary star. Yeah. Mm. You actually put all the other stars inside of the one big star. Oh, that looked kind of cool. Yeah. Eight and I'm, eight. I'm in favor. Yeah. It, we, we're basing the design off of the most recent Captain America stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the, Patrick, starfish, Captain America. <laughs> Dude, I would love that. That would be amazing. What? Um... And then on is the shield, it's just patriotic. a picture of Patrick also, but also it's Patrick. So it's just like, <gasps> and then the picture of Patrick is also holding a shield. It's just like infinite Patrick shields. What superhero What superhero would SpongeBob be? More importantly, what superhero would Mr. Krabs be? Ooh, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous assertion that Jeff Bezos is a superhero. You're right. More like a, more like a supervillain. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Krabs is, is his own... You know, worst enemy. I think, yeah, I think he toes the line Plankton. between hero and villain. He's an anti-hero. You're saying he's the Punisher? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Plankton. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit like my D and D character here for a second and say that Plankton is is representative of the everyman. You know, trying to struggle. You know, pull himself up by his bootstraps and challenge the mainstream, which is the Krusty Krab. 
And, uh, mm. and the tension between Plankton and Mr. Krabs is analogous to the tension between the working class and you know, the wealthy. And you know, Plankton is continually attempting to enter that elite social circle, but he is held down, not because his prod actually, well, in this case, I think that's where the analogy ends because he sells <laughs> literal buckets of chum. But if he, if he would just change that, then I think he'd be okay. So you're saying that Plankton was the good guy this whole time? I think, I think. <laughs> <laughs> there's layers. There's I, I think I haven't seen ones. SpongeBob in right so <laughs> in so long that I, I may be talking, you know, complete nonsense. Uh, you know, that's fair. I don't remember the last time I watched SpongeBob. I actually watched a lot of season one, like within the past month and it, is great. I highly recommend that you go rewatch at least season one of SpongeBob because it's it's as good as you remember. I don't know if I remember it being that good. I it's better than you remember probably. Okay, that's yep. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yep. Wow. Yep. You know you know what SpongeBob really reminds me of a sponge, a a, a certain man by the name of J R R Tolkien. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What a beautiful transition. What do you have a reason or should we move past it? <laughs> no, let's 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 uh oh, actually I do want to point something out. Um this might not make it to them. <laughs> I might cut this also, but I have the movie copies of the books on my shelf. I don't know if you can see them on the edge. Oh, I can see them. I have the same ones. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to point that Neat. out to you because Neat. you've never seen those, but I have them. Excellent. Uh, I also have movie copies of The Lord of the Rings? Yes. Ooh. Yeah, that's the that's the copy of the books I have is the $2 ones nice. I got from uh, Second and Charles. Nice. Oh, that's where I got my first D&D manuals. Ooh. Hey. A lot of good memories in that store. The 4E Same manuals? Same one you went to, I think. The 4E manuals. Hey, Ooh. you know what? I I can back that up with uh, with proof. Oh, yeah. That's there definitely the, the, barcode. the orange and white barcode from... Uh, mm-hmm. Ooh. Nice. That's solid. Fourth edition. Wow. Yeah. I think Mr. Bezos hand delivered all of my <laughs> my manuals. My my other manuals were hand delivered by Mr. Bezos. <laughs> is that what, that's what we should call the Amazon drones? Is the hand of Bezos? Ooh, the fist of Bezos. The the crushing weight of Bezos. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's what that's what happens when you get run over by an Amazon truck. <laughs> you crushed by the weight of Bezos. God, you're you're mentioning drones. Just reminded me. Um, I, I work on a military base most days when I'm not working remotely, and I noticed a sign there today that said uh, in big block letters, uh, "No drone zone," and it was right over the entrance to basically the the military side of the airport mm. in the city that I'm in. You know, half of it is the public airport, and then half of it's the military airport. And I, I just pictured, and I, I laughed then, and I'm laughing again now. Some, someone who doesn't know better, flying their drone over like where all of the fancy military planes are are kept, and it just having it just being shot down with extreme prejudice. <laughs> like what? I didn't do anything. <laughs> I wasn't doing nothing to nobody. The air is free. <laughs> hey, my First I Amendment those... rights. <laughs> I thought this was America. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Uh... There it is. Well, Get that on a bumper sticker. Are you allowed to tell us what you do at the military base for your job, or is it like a secret? Oh, oh, yeah, I can definitely tell you what I do. Oh, great. Um, I'll say for the record, um, it's so easy to know what you can and can't tell people. Like, the government makes it so easy. Oh. It's extremely, yeah. So I, I can tell you everything about 
what I do really. Um, so I program the back end of a flight simulator video game. That's that's basically the closest analogy I have. And of course it's it's fancier than that because it's used for uh, simulating warfare, whether it's you know in the air or on the water or on the land, but mostly in the air and on the water and under the water. Um, oh. And it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty slick. It's basically like a super fancy version of, um, what's the name of that game? Uh, Age of Empires, at least the way that I like to mess around with it. In reality, you can like hook it up to, you know, actual flight simulators. We don't make the flight, I don't make the flight simulators. I just make the physics behind them. Um, but in reality, you can hook this program up to real flight simulators and then pilots get useful things out of it. But, you know, I, I think it's neat because it reminds me of Stellaris. So you, basically, it's, it's you're, a lot of fun. you're like a video game developer contracted by the military. Pretty much, yes. That's incredible. That's you know how many teenage boys dream that is. <laughs> I I do because I was a teenage boy once too. Whoa! No way. I know. I I wasn't planning on revealing that, um, but <laughs> this podcast seems like a the place to do it. We told you we're really grilling you. So <laughs> I know. That yeah. actually reminds me of another person who was once a teenager. <laughs> His name is Frodo Baggins. <laughs> well, Dude, did... I think he's still a teenager with all the like, oh, I can't walk up the mountain and that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, you know, the way like he's like trying to leave his friends. Yeah, he's like, oh, I need to go on this adventure on my own. And then he he runs into his friends and they're like, yeah, we were waiting on you. We were. Just, what do you mean you're gonna leave without us, bro? You've been <laughs> acting so weird. Yep. There's no way he's more than like 16. Yeah. Yeah. He was 50. He was fifty. Yeah, yeah, but like, he was fifty years, at the you know? time. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like his uncle was celebrating his 11th birthday, right? Yeah, which I I think that should come into the common lexicon. We need to talk about our hundred and teens that way. I you know, you the, know the French have it right. They have poetry. We we say you know ninety five. They say four twenties ten five. You know they they've got something there. Wow, that. Uh... Seems like a lot of work just to say a number. But I guess yeah. that is more poetic yeah. than 95. It has one of my favorite numbers in there. It's not It's Yeah. Five. I forgot the word for 15 in French briefly. Uh, what's the word for 15? <laughs> Quinze. Q-U-I-N-Z-E. So if it were 97, the word for 17 is just 10-7. So Ooh. 97 would be 97. 420 gotcha. is 10-7. So what would a quinceanera be in French? <laughs> yeah. Uh probably like the the Kanzien, the fifteenth. Kanzenera. It's pretty Kans, close. You feel the love yeah. tonight. Though <laughs> <laughs> no, the the other fourteen of us aren't, but I am. <laughs> All right, team. I have a question for you. Would you like to hear what the question is? Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's it's more more of an idea. Here it is. So have have you all seen uh, the lady in the tramp? A long time ago. It's, it's been a minute, yeah. You know the scene with the spaghetti? Of course. I know the spaghetti scene. All right. Yeah. So so as you may be aware, um, we're living in a pandemic. So doing what? Yeah, crazy, right? This is April of twenty twenty one. Um so doing the spaghetti scene is perhaps not the most COVID safe these days. So I'm proposing a new brand of spaghetti 
where all the noodles are like 10 feet long. So that way you have plenty of wiggle room to do the spaghetti scene whilst remaining six feet apart for safe social distancing. So that way you have just a big bowl of spaghetti, but it's like a long, narrow bowl so you can eat off of opposite ends. And then when it's time to do the spaghetti move, you can just like start slurping both ends of your noodles, but then you can stop when you're still like six-ish feet apart. And then you can just like wave to the other person. <laughs> and uh, and that's then then you can still do the, the cute thing from the movie. Wow. But you're safe from germs i would say this is quite the proposal <laughs> proposition if you this, yep <laughs> here i am proposing it <laughs> i so this 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 brings up a really interesting question in my mind which is how many like 10 foot long spaghetti noodles makes a serving of spaghetti Ooh. um so you know how like in like spoons they have like the slots where you can like stick it in to like see how many noodles you need to like fill up the slot or whatever i feel like we would just need to get a new spoon that has a new slot um because like how how long are regular noodles now like a foot maybe yeah so like a, a tenth of the thickness to equal the mm. same amount um so probably like three honestly <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> <not very many. laughs> um, but also this greatly increases the odds that you and your spaghetti meat cute mm. partner are both slurping the same noodle at the same time because if you have like 50 noodles in your bowl like the odds that you and your partner are slurping the same noodle are what like one in a hundred or something is that how math works i don't know um, but if there's only three noodles then the then the odds are much closer that you'll have a, a good old slurping buddy for your noodle slurping what if it was just one noodle okay i'm behind this one like 30 foot long noodle <laughs> um that's like bound in like a circle okay so that's like because you got to be able to cook it true because then you're just chomping on like raw spaghetti noodles <laughs> it's cooked for like the middle foot but the rest of it is still crunchy and raw uh terrible um, yeah, but you but if you if you if if they like store it in like a circle, then it's like a thing, and then you just drop it into your thing cooking vessel, one thirty foot long noodle. Yeah, um, and then you guarantee it, right? Because you get one end, and then you just hand the other end to, your, to the partner. <laughs> so then, do you start thirty feet apart and like walk towards each other as you slurp, or do you just like have it like draped on your lap while you're waiting <laughs> until you get no? It's closer. in sauce. It's like you know, it's bound up. <laughs> okay, and so it's like a tangled headphone situation. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the answer is going to have to depend on what sauce you use. Ooh. That's true. Because if if you have like a thick cream sauce, you can probably sauce that noodle up and then walk around. <laughs> but if your sauce is running, <laughs> if your sauce is running, you need to think about containment. Hey, is your sauce running? <laughs> Better go catch <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> but we're overall behind the idea of a COVID-safe spaghetti noodle meat cute noodle. Honestly, Luke, I would buy this product. Yeah. Okay, great. I think I think not only was this a great, I I, I want to invest. <laughs> great. Um. Members of the uh, or stakeholders, stakeholders, shareholders, shareholders. Yes, we know how stonks work. Stanks. <laughs> uh, shareholders, if you like that idea, share, share your holders with us. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Great. Wow. Yep. Great. I'm glad that I brought a good idea for once. I I thought hey, that, was that was a that was a good proposition. Thank that was you. A really good Thank proposition. you. I thought of it earlier wow. than like one minute before I said it. So that's new. I'm, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, 
That's jazz, baby. That's jazz. Uh, I think I might have something to propose also. Are you sure? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. This is my proposition. Okay. Have you ever been traveling? I know that, you know, <laughs> traveling is a foreign idea to many uh, in the middle of a global pandemic. But imagine a time uh, where we can once again visit our f- beloved friends and families all over the globe. Maybe. Maybe. Probably at least the country. I'm imagining. Imagine. Uh, imagine that, say, you were going to such a place as, I don't know, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm imagining. Imagine. Totally unrelated to anything going on in any of our lives right now. Absolutely. Imagine that you have friends in, in, in family and, uh, you know, acquaintances in Chicago. Okay. Folks that you care for uh, and folks who, more importantly, live in places <laughs> that rules me out. <laughs> well, I don't know any of those people. <laughs> now imagine that you uh, w- were going to be in Chicago for any number of reasons, um, for a very short amount of time, and that you didn't have a place to stay. Okay. And imagine that you were having a hard time reaching out to those people. And just being up front and saying, hey, can I crash with you? I can't believe you made a PowerPoint slide that just says imagine for each slide. (laughs) I can see this in your glasses. (laughs) Reflection. It's weird that I'm not presenting this to either of you. (laughs) Reading it to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) This has got to be the worst Shark Tank presentation I've ever seen. Uh, I didn't bring a dongle so I can't... (laughs) (laughs) Does this take USB-C? Can you, you guys just want to hold this laptop and all? <laughs> I, I printed out a copy of the slides for myself. Um, uh, next slide, please. <laughs> and next slide. <laughs> so imagine that you were in this hypothetical situation. Great. Uh, how about a service <laughs> in which you could tell people where you were going and it you would go through your contacts and figure out who lives in that place. And it would just automatically like, hey, this person is going to be near you. You have an open couch or an open <laughs> guest room. Maybe you should offer it to them. <laughs> <laughs> and it, that way you don't have to ask because sometimes you don't want to impose. And that, that way, if it's like through an app or through like a text message or whatever, uh, and the person is like, oh, actually, I'm going to be out of town that day. Or like, mm, I don't know them that well. <laughs> or like, I don't like them actually. <laughs> it would just do the work of saying no, so that way I wouldn't have to like you know, uh, or hypothetically I wouldn't have to <laughs> ask people <laughs> if I could stay with them because you know that that sounds terrifying and stressful and like it could in theory strain relationships that I know are already maybe a little tenuous. In 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 theory, in practice, right. hypothetically we don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whomever could could say well, this. Well, I'm really starting to sound like Ben Shapiro. Hypothetically, let's <laughs> let's say let's say hypothetically, you have friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, I'm out. <laughs> well, Ben, you really got me beat on this one. <laughs> um, how does the app know where someone lives? Do you have to like sign up at, for the app on both ends, or does it just like automatically know where everyone is? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like if you're the stayer and somebody is the 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 keeper of the couch, do they do you both have to have the app so that it knows, or can you the stayer just get the app, and then it'll just like 
somehow magically know. I mean, like it knows, right? Like it's the internet. Everyone knows everything. Everyone knows everything. Yeah. Right. It's powered by Facebook leaking information. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good question. That is a uh, hurdle that we'll have to cross definitely okay. so like unspecified at this time unspecified at this time but it will in theory no okay yeah uh it is the u.s government <laughs> and it, it knows it doesn't want you to know that it knows but it it knows right like how many taxes you're supposed to pay it yeah. knows it just won't tell you yeah that's for just you to find out <laughs> baby and if you get it wrong you go to jail or you pay more than you need to or that yeah, yeah. depending on how wrong you are Anyway, uh, I feel all right about this. Yeah, because, you know, it can be awkward to be like, hey, can I sleep on your floor? It's like, I know that we haven't talked <laughs> since college, but uh, <laughs> or I know that I haven't seen you in two years because, uh, you know, we're cousins, but we're not like that close. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, maybe maybe I have a cousin that, in theory, hypothetical. Somebody could it, have it, one. Or somebody could have a cousin in, that lives in Someone Chicago. Someone could have a cousin. That could hook them up with like a, a, a floor to sleep on so they don't have to get an Airbnb, in, in, in theory. In theory. Right. You know, I like this idea because it eliminates the possibility of active rejection. You're not yeah. going to know if somebody says no. And I feel like this would let a lot of people who are otherwise too shy to have a place to sleep in this, you know, scenario you've constructed yeah. actually have a, a floor to sleep on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also feel like as a, as a person who uh, has, I mean, you two definitely know how from, from firsthand experience, um, how much I, I both, first of all, how much I love both of you dearly. Uh-huh. Um, but also like you, I'm very open about, you know, having places where people can sleep if they ever need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, I think that not enough people have reached out to me when they've been in town. I think if more people had reached up out to me when they've been in town, they wouldn't have paid for hotels. Right. That's always good. Yeah. Yeah. I availed myself of Jorge's backyard for two whole weeks. Ah, I remember yeah. that. Non-consecutive weeks. Non-consecutive. It was so fun. And also... That was a lot of fun. Also, I wish you could have slept in, inside. But, uh, but I think, but, honestly, maybe, maybe my backyard... In like a tent was more comfortable than my couch. <laughs> well, the the unfortunate truth is I'm really really allergic to cats, so it, I think it was yeah more comfy than the inside would have been. Yeah, I yeah. also live with a cat, but I won't be. I'm moving. Yeah, hey, uh, I'm not gonna tell the world where, but I am moving, and I won't be in a cat free zone. So, with plenty of spaces that resemble beds. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like a drawing of a bed that's like taped to the wall. <laughs> yeah, you can sleep here. You just have to like lean a little bit on the wall. Yeah, that's definitely what I meant. Yep. I, also... I swept this piece of floor kind of recently. You can probably sleep there. <laughs> Cleaned it with a toothbrush. I like the idea that like also if you're a person that's like afraid to say no, then you can do it not to their face, which is nice. Yeah. 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 All right. I'll share my shares with you. For your shares. Oh, let's share the shares. Thank you, board member Luke Lukefer, first of his name, first keeper of, his of name. the keys and lord of the nine realms. That's an incredible name. Thank you. What <laughs> keys are name. they? I don't know. Oh. And which realms? I don't know. But someone needs to keep the keys and someone needs to lord over the realms. So here I am. Is it nine realms? Yes. Cool. We'll we'll figure out what the realm will be. Yep. I liked I liked the proposition and I, I like that you two are going in with your shares, but uh I don't think I can go in because I have a proposition of my own. And oh. I, I need those shares for myself. Ooh. I need the shareholder support here. So 
let's so let's is, hear. Uh, Let us hear. Yeah. This is this is a big deal. You know, this is uh, something that affects a lot of people right now. You know, the, the worldwide economy really crashed last year, and it has not yet fully recovered. And some of the places uh, that are getting hit hardest are brick and mortar retail stores. And some of the people who are hit hardest are the people who work in brick and mortar retail stores. Ooh. In particular, among those um, stores that have not come back to their full uh, you know, revenue flow yet are clothing stores and pet stores, selected at random from a list of, of many stores, clothing <laughs> stores and pet stores. And my proposition is that these stores band together to offer customers a more well-rounded and a more fulfilling retail experience. If you say clothes made out of pets, I am walking out of this room right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm suggesting the opposite. I'm suggesting the opposite. I'm saying the next time you walk into a Macy's and you're shopping for your slacks, there there might just be a, 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 a lizard thrown in with those slacks. You know, you buy two, <laughs> buy two Y-fronts, <laughs> get a... Get a spotted lizard thrown in for free. I think the reverse fits in as well. Like if you're uh, if you need to buy fish flakes, you know why not why not get a couple pairs of socks for your trouble? I, I have always wondered what pet goes best with this outfit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think I think this would provide you curated options to answer that question for your personal style idiom. I I'm not mad at this proposition. It's incredible. Yeah. When you talked about the lizard and the pants, I was picturing like you go to try on the pants, but the lizard is already there in the pants. And so you're just like greeted by like a fun surprise when you go to put on the pants and it's a lizard that's also in the pants with you. Well, that that might be a fun surprise for some people, but I'd be terrified. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I bet the lizard would be too. (laughs) So the lizards are separate from, there's like a different... Like they're kept somewhere else, not in the clothes. What, what I'm, what you're saying is, uh, is that a lizard in your pants? Or are you just excited to try them on? <laughs> well, well, the obvious name for this uh, rebranding campaign uh, is the trouser snake. You know, that's, that's where we're going with this. You know, um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that there, there's two options, right? Either you know Macy's gets a uh, reptile display, or Petco gets. A, uh, a t-shirt rack. I love it. You know? Because what we want to do is revitalize the brick and mortar storefronts. We don't want to have this be online ordering because that doesn't put people in stores with jobs. And that, that's what we want to revitalize. So it's a matter of putting together two things that are both visually appealing. You know, oh, it's a brightly colored jacket. Oh, that's a brightly colored fish. And, uh, and using the one to sell the other. Here, here's my question. Here's, here's my only wrench to throw into this machine. Aren't you allergic to cats? <laughs> I'm crazy allergic to cats. So I would I would stop shopping for clothes at this point. <laughs> were this to go through. But uh but that really wouldn't change my behavior all that much, as as Kate could probably tell you. <laughs> I I mean I can lift up this shirt right now and I can show you the holes in it. You know, I can look look oh. at you through oh, those wow. holes. Oh yeah. wow. That's a Yeah. So that's a one eyed nephew. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. that wouldn't change my behavior all that much. I already get most of my socks at Christmas, and then that lasts me the year. <laughs> who do you, who do you get socks from? Like your grandma or my whole family? My my <laughs> parents, my grandparents. Socks. Yeah, my my wife, my, her parents, her <laughs> grandparents. That's what happened this Christmas. I got a lot of socks. Wow, I'm proud of you. That's awesome. That's a great time to get socks. Were they all it the same good. like genre of socks, or were there some that were like cold weather or like fun designed or like, or like dress socks, hiking or socks? No, that's a that's a God. This, these are great questions. You're right on the money. So, um, I love talking about socks. So most of the socks <laughs> I got were J Crew dress socks because I was uh, 
you know, starting a, a new job and uh, last October, and I didn't have all that many dress socks because the, the dress code of my old job was pretty casual. And so I got a lot of dress socks this Christmas. But in previous Christmases, I've gotten a lot of uh, smart wool hiking socks yeah. okay. which, and, and darn tough, you know, hiking socks. And I, the darn tough socks, I could, I could do an advertisement for darn tough right here on the air. Those things, those well, they're, not they're not paying us, at all. So please don't. <laughs> all right. I, I'll, I won't do that. But, uh, but yeah, Luke, it's been a, it's been a healthy uh, distribution of socks over the years. Even if it varies from year to year, over the years, it's a it's nice and a healthy distribution. Do you have a favorite pair of your dress socks? I do. Would you like to see them? I would Wait, love to. No, you can't. They're in the dryer oh. because oh. I wore them the other day. Can They're you... a pair of smart wool dress socks. I can describe them. I'm wow. assuming that's what you're about to yep, say. Yeah. It, yep. Sweet. We're on the same wavelength, you and I. It's a pair of smart wool dress socks, and they're striped uh, about from the ankle up, but then on the bottom, it's a, it's a padded sort of, you know, gently felted, or at least felted from age and wear uh, cushion. So it's thicker on the bottom. And these Ooh. are the comfiest socks that I've ever worn. And um, I, I, the first hole appeared in them this past week, actually. Oh, no. I know. Where it's do like you a, get holes in your socks? I get them in the big toe all the time. Is that where you get yours? Uh, I get I get mine in the ball of the big toe. Okay. Yeah. Mm, ball gotcha. of my foot. I get it right in a little crevice. Right in between the big toe and the second big toe. Oh, I'm I'm not saying I have two big toes. Sorry. (laughs) Wait, how many big toes do you have? I have three, actually. (laughs) And then just my forehead. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, you've never seen this man. Wait till you do. Episode forty-five: the big toe reveal. Okay, but we have to write that down. That'll probably be like season four or five or something. Oh, man. What episode? Was it a coincidence 45. that his name is Toe? His last <gasps> name is Toe? What? Ooh, it's all a grand conspiracy. Um, what color are these socks with the felted bottoms? Ooh, the bottoms are brownish. They're yeah. like a, a reddy brown. And then they're, um, they're warm colors striped up the sides. They're, they're you know, rusty orange and rusty red and dark warm colors okay and then they've got the little smart wool you know yoga person in a couple of places <laughs> which is nice too nice Very always be branding always, always be branding. branding like when you work on a cattle ranch you always got to be not branding. like that oh no no not, not like, like that, that. <laughs> no that's, that burns <laughs> right. that's actually never nice to the animals you're right yeah. you're right but people I, did it for a while yeah and I, I i grew up on a cattle farm we don't do that <laughs> that's probably good that sounds like a traumatizing experience for everyone involved Anyways, <laughs> I like this. I like I like this proposition. I will say it makes shopping a little bit more complicated, uh, but it already kind of is. So I guess it doesn't make it that much more complicated. Um, sounds like it'd be really fun and a good time to look at puppies. So yeah. I'm I'm all in. Let's do it. Let's do it. Macy's, give us your money. <laughs> give us give us that freaking money, and uh, we'll we'll make this happen. Right. That's right. If you if you two uh, Macy's and Petco, if you go into a collab from this my uh, my venmo will be in the description so just send <laughs> we, that my way we'll, you we'll, heard it here first we're gonna put that venmo in the description either way yep uh <laughs> wow give it really i think that th- that last one deserves a round of applause whoa whoa it's like this round of applause was great for us almost yeah almost. it's because we have cue cards in our audience our like, in-person audience is ready right yeah wow and they so end all in queue well yeah and they stopped on time too. Well, they were a little early, but we'll we'll, we'll let it happen. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. You guys are doing great. Thank you all for coming. Yeah, yeah, you too. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs>
Okay, I have, I have a question for you all. This is not a proposition. This is an this actual is question. Actual question? Okay. What is the most boring thing that you've had to do at your job? And my context for this is this week at school, we had standardized testing. And so yesterday, Thursday, I had to proctor a CMAS, a Colorado Measures of Academic Success. And boy, is that just the worst thing. I thought it was rough to take them, but to just watch children take a test, that's the worst. You can't even like do anything. You just have to sit there and listen to your own thoughts rattle around in your head and occasionally walk in a circle. So that, I think, is the most boring thing I've ever had to do at a job. That sounds pretty boring. It's pretty boring. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do either of you have a very boring thing that you've had to do had a job i i had an idea but then yours was just so much more boring than mine so i i, I want to give it more thought <laughs> i'm curious as to what your idea was though well my idea was so i've had uh all of my real jobs have been you know writing software and then in college i had more electrical engineering jobs which is i was kind of trying to think back to that but my software boring thing was um i was once given the task to uh try and improve our compile time this was at the, the job before the one I have currently, actually like two jobs ago. Um, and the way that I was told to do it was to remove all of the includes that we didn't need from the tops of all of our source files. So I don't know if any of you listeners have programmed in, in C before, but when you say include this file in C, what the preprocessor does is it takes that file and then it copies and pastes it where you told it to include it. Um, and this is useful because it lets you write code once and then use it in a bunch of places. But the trouble is, a lot of times, you just you include things that you don't need to. And so it makes your code a lot bigger than it needs to be. So the gist was I spent you know several days uh, looking through every file in our code base and deleting includes and seeing if it broke anything. And if it didn't, I left it out. And if it did, I put it back in. And uh, it was um, a lot of time pressing backspace and F7 and kind of having my eyes bleed. And at the end of the week, like the build time went down from 20 minutes to about 10 minutes. So I guess that was good. But that was that's the most boring thing that I've been told to do. That does sound incredibly boring. That sounds pretty boring. Yeah, yeah. man. It took me a couple days. So when you're deleting stuff, do you like not know what effect it will have? Like I've never done anything remotely close mm -hmm. to what you're discussing so i don't even i don't even know but like is it is it just like a trial and error sort of a situation you know it's yes and no it depends so let's say you are making you have your your source file right you are saying inside that source file i am a window and inside this window there are some check boxes you know something simple like that like pick which kind of cheese you want on your burger if at the top of that file you're including another file that is like Oh, this is the radio box file. You can tell just by its name. Okay, I, I probably need this. But if you're including like lists of condiments, maybe like, huh, it probably don't need to put the condiment list in the cheese drop-down menu okay. file. You know what I'm saying? I so gotcha. there's there's some intuition you can have, uh, but also sometimes it really is trial and error, depending on how long the file is. Like if it's five thousand lines, you know, sometimes you just delete everything and then put them back until the compiler stops complaining. Sometimes wow. that's honestly the fastest way to do it. And then there's some fun tricks you get into, like with forward declaring your objects. But that's something that if any listeners want to learn about it, they should Google it. Wow. I knew <laughs> yeah. what each of those words meant individually, for sure. That yeah. still happens to me. I do this for a living, and that still happens to me. <laughs> so that was my most boring thing. What was yours, Toe? I, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, really just disparaging my three names. It's fine. <laughs> um, 
I mean, I when I think of like boring things I've had to do at work, like I, I think about like waiting on people to not show up for meetings. Ooh. Uh, I, I think oh, a lot okay. about like, like you know, pretty regular boring stuff like bureaucratic paperwork. Anytime I've ever had to fill out like a thing to like accounts payable or, or you know whoever's in charge of money, like oh this is how much I spent with the you know my funds that I was allotted at work or whatever, spent six dollars and thirty nine cents on whatever. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. so like a lot of that stuff for sure. But I, I think I'm, I'm pretty grateful that I've really enjoyed a lot of the work that I've done. Even stuff that I think uh, there's a lot of stuff that people, other people would find pretty boring that I just am like, Oh, this is whatever. A lot of translating work and a lot of like editing work can be pretty, pretty boring. Um, some of the like freelance editing I've done has been pretty tedious. I guess I do a lot of translating work at my job now. This is the first time I've announced what I do. Is it? Ooh. Yeah. Wow, exciting. We, we've talked about what you do, Luke. But yeah. We haven't talked about what I do. Do we need like a drum roll or something? <laughs> no. So, I, yeah, I work at a church uh, and I do a lot of translating work because a lot of the um, services that we do are in Spanish. And so a lot of things that are sent to me that need to be said out loud are in English. A lot. Of, I think a lot of people would find that pretty tedious to like write out chord charts yeah lead not even lead sheets but literally chord charts where it's like oh what this like every time there's a c major remember to write in do (laughs) oh oh yeah because yep spanish is a fixed do solfege yep uh, instead of like letters for chords and notes i think i think that might be the most boring thing i've done and that's part of my job now but i find it i like i don't find it boring I'm just like, yeah, yeah, this is translating. This is translating. That wasn't super interesting. Um, <laughs> I can talk about exciting things I've done at work. Ooh, okay. Sure. I used to run a chainsaw. That's yeah. <laughs> at, at church? I, not at the church. No, different <laughs> job. I I, uh, I led a chainsaw crew. I was a crew leader for chainsaws, so I taught teenagers how to use chainsaws safely and then watched them use them super unsafely anyways. Well, they're teenagers. They learn. They learn. After having like sawed a leg off or something? No, 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 okay. no. I well, would have been good. fired if, if any, <laughs> anything like that happened, because I'd have to like cut through like Kevlar chaps. Ooh, so and they'd have to be like really trying. Uh, they would have had multiple attempts. <laughs> uh, yeah, that doesn't just happen. Thank God. Yeah. But yeah, watch people drop sixty foot trees. <laughs> um, that's pretty mm-hmm. exciting. You hear a real loud, real nice, clear thud in the ground, and it's just the most satisfying thing ever. Nice. I do mm-hmm. love me a good thud. A good, a good. <laughs> and you're like, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> have you guys ever Sounds watched really like? Satisfying. Have you all ever watched like um uh, YouTube videos of like buildings being detonated? Like, yes, I have. That's so, so cool. Those are yeah, they absolutely are. And how you need to time all of the explosions just right yeah. to make it fall perfectly. Those that's so satisfying. Yeah. That would be a cool job. That would be an incredible job. It sounds like a very high stress job too. Yeah. High stress. Yeah. Don't mess up. Yeah. Don't drop this <laughs> building on this other building. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine going to work and uh and setting up all of the detonators, you know, and you put your explosives in all the corners and you walk outside and you press the button. And the building comes crashing down, and then you dust off your hands and you turn and you see the building you're supposed to demolish. <laughs> <laughs> like that's oh. a that's a nightmare scenario. Oh, that's man. so much worse than like the dentist pulling the wrong tooth, you know? Oh uh, yeah. Or, or it's the, like that, but like the um, literally just translating the wrong psalm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much worse. Wow. So much worse. Yeah, man. <laughs> I have another. I have another question. It is also work related. Great. So this question is for both of you. 
So it's twofold because I know that we're like pretty, I guess what we would call young professionals. Have your coworkers ever asked or guessed how old you are? And if they've guessed, how far off have they guessed that? <laughs> um, and then the second question is based on that information of how old your coworkers thought you were, uh, have they ever asked if you had kids? Matthew, would you like to go first or would you like me to? I would be happy to go first. All right. Let's, um, so the first question you asked, I had a job a while ago um, when I was in college that was uh, teaching at a summer camp that was um, really, it bore only a passing resemblance to a summer camp because it, they taught uh, Minecraft and, uh, and <laughs> Minecraft modding and how to play video games. And it was hosted at, at DU. Wow. Shout and out to DU. Nice. Shout out to DU. Excellent, excellent institution. Um, but I, I taught there for a summer and I taught one week long, you know, classes. One time when I was teaching like eight to 11 year olds how to program in Python, one of my other instructors, they were playing a game, you know, how old do you think all the instructors are? And I had a full beard at the time. And one of these nine year olds was like, oh, how old is, how old do you think this person is? And this little kid responded like, I don't know, 30? And everyone laughed. And then he kind of got ahead of himself and he said, okay, okay, 40. <laughs> so this, I, I was, I was, I was 21. <laughs> he thought I was 40. So that hurt. <laughs> Never talked to that kid again. No, it was that the last day of camp. So Albert I didn't. But <laughs> <laughs> Coincidentally, one of my other, one of my coworkers at that job was the child of the creator of Little Einstein's. Whoa! It's gonna name drop without naming any names. <laughs> and and we had the same birthday, exactly the same birthday and wow. and birth year. Wow! Mm -hmm. Maybe wow. you were switched yeah. at birth. Yeah, you could have been a little. Very possible. Yeah. It's very possible. I know. Yeah. Okay, but your second question: um, Did anyone ever ask if I had kids? No, no one at work has ever asked if I had kids. Um, okay. Little old ladies tending antique shops always ask if I have kids. <laughs> oh, where I, are I kids? say that. I say, yeah, I say that because there, when I was living in California, um, there was a, a wonderful antique shop that was just down the road from, from my apartment. And I would always go in there and patronize it. And it was kind of a co-op. So there were, I don't know, seven, eight, nine or so different people who all, you know, shopped at estate sales and then brought it into the this storefront to sell it. And they all have different sections of the stores. And the upshot of that was that every time you walked in, it could be a different, you know, little old lady or little old man uh, manning the till. And they they didn't tell each other that I didn't have kids. So they all asked if I had kids. <laughs> they didn't share that information between themselves. That's really funny. <laughs> it was kind of sweet the first couple times. <laughs> On time, like, like eight oh. or nine, you're like, oh, yeah, I get it. I don't have any kids. <laughs> they needed to have a meeting like around the water cooler. Like, all right, you, you seen this guy? He told me he doesn't have any kids, so don't ask him. Well, what about pretty much, yeah. What about you, Luke? All right, so um, first of your name, th that's me. I am the first of my name. So I, uh, so I have the fun privilege of working with children, which is great. Um, so so my coworkers, um, they don't, they don't, they've never like really guessed my age, but they've asked, and then they are often like, "Well, I'm old enough to be your mom slash dad." Um, and so the two. The two folks who work at the front office, they are lovely, and they both claim to be my work moms. Um, and one of them, 
is old enough to be my mom, but the other one is like 40. So like she like could be my mom kinda, but like it would be weird, you know, but she's still she's like clinging to this like, "Oh yeah, I'm your work mom." And I'm like, "Okay." Like yeah, I don't know about that. Like she has kids that go to the school, you know, and are in like middle school. So I'm like, "I I don't know about that." Um but that's so that's kind of fun and fun. One time uh a year ago when I was 24, I was at like a go to a restaurant with all your coworkers sort of function. And I was sitting across from my friend and she was like, you're like 12 years old. And I was like, yeah, I'm like two of 12. And she was like, huh? Yeah, I'm four of 12. And I was like, well, you're two of me. And she had kind of had like a moment of like, Oh, I am twice your age. And I was like, yeah, take that. Ha. Huh? Um, so that was sort of fun, but anyway, what you get for asking about my age, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> going to make you feel the creep of the grave. <laughs> uh, 48 is ancient. Um, but no, but the kids are really bad at this game. Um, so like my high schoolers usually guess like late twenties, early thirties, but the middle schoolers, if I ask them, they have no idea. I'll get anything from like 20 something to like 40 something. Um, so that's very fun. Sometimes if I like give them yes or no hints, then they'll like eventually get to it. But middle schoolers, it takes much longer. However, I did have a moment last year or perhaps two years ago with my high schoolers um, where they were playing this game. But we were like, it was with my high school choir and we were like standing in a circle and I forget why. I forget what we were doing, but for some reason we were all in a circle and I was sitting and then one of my high school girls was standing next to me. And, and I don't remember why she was standing while I was sitting. Anyway, so they were guessing my age, and then we they finally arrived that I was 24, and then this girl who was standing next to me started laughing, and she was like, you're only 24? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, it's just that you don't have a whole lot of hair. And I was like, all right, Haley, I didn't need that from you. Um, so that <laughs> Middle was, schoolers are savage. This was a high schooler. She graduated was, oh, since then. She was a senior at that time. Is that why you name dropped her? Yeah, I did. Yeah. No, watch her feet. <laughs> yeah. What? Watch your feet, like like you're about to drop a name. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that happened. Um, so that's that's the answer to the first question. The second question. Oh, uh, generally no. Generally, people don't ask if I have kids, but I, I do often get, "Do you have a girlfriend?" Um, which is not the same question, but is fun to answer because they're usually excited at the answer. Whatever the answer ooh. is. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, it's complicated. And they're like, ooh. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> no. No, I'm single. <laughs> uh, but I'm not. But you're not. I'm not. No. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Great. Happy for me. Amen. <laughs> I'm not lonely. Right. You have us. You're yeah. self-partnered. I'm a, That's what the people are saying these days. You're self-partnered. God, I, I, I really hate that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to answer my own question. Please do. So at this job, everyone knows my age. Everyone asked what my birthday was, but they already knew because every one of them saw my file before I was hired. And I was interviewed by like everyone that I work with before I got hired. It had your age in there? I had my age on my like resume. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe not my age, but like, you know, college and, and stuff like that. Okay. So yeah. so they were like, oh, like he's pretty fresh out of college and all that information. Like a couple gotcha. years, but you know, whatever. So at my last job, though, where I also worked with kiddos, I worked with kindergartners. Ooh, um, fun. But, but what the real fun was the, my coworkers, because the kids were like, you're, they're like, I, I don't know if you're like 18 or 30. Like that's, and I was like, that's fine. You're five. <laughs> like you, your conception of time doesn't exist yet. And they're like, what's time? <laughs> you know? But uh, my coworkers, specifically the principals at the school that I worked at, 
and we had three principals because there was like an elementary school and a middle school. So one of them was like a middle school, the other one was elementary, the other one was kind of like yes and. Gotcha. So the three of between the three of them, they couldn't figure out how old I was. <laughs> um, the one that hired me knew that I was like pretty freshly out of college and all of that. Still, I think he had in his in his mind that it was like twenty eight. Okay. Um, the second principal, who was the middle school principal, thought I was like thirty five. <laughs> um, and then the other elementary school uh, principal was like. Okay, 32. He's like 32, like a young 30s. Uh, I was 23. <laughs> oh, man. And I, I, I think about that so much. Um, they also all were 100% convinced that I had kids. Wow. <laughs> they were like, I thought when we hired you, there's something in your file about having children. And I was like, no, I mean, I, I live with children. I have four roommates <laughs> who, were, who were all like 21 at the time. So, yeah. Yeah, no one thinks I have kids now. What, you don't? I thought you did. I don't have... Well, I sure... Unless you know something I don't, Luke. In which case, you better start talking. I have to tell you something. Oh. Do you remember that that one time in Reno? <laughs> Was it the basement? Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> it's me. I'm your son. What? <laughs> yep. That doesn't make any sense. It, just go with it. <laughs> All right. I guess I'm you old enough to, to be your dad. You are, by a little bit. <laughs> I... I'm younger than you are. <laughs> By a little bit. <laughs> this suddenly became an episode of the Jerry Springer show. I am I am not the father. Paternity court. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I have a question for you two. Ooh. This is this is a much requested question from my social circle. Our friend um, Kate. No well no, like well, the the social circle of mine that does not include you two, which is, you know. Ooh. Yeah, oh, the yeah. rest the other side. This is a much requested question. Um what is the best musical note? E flat. <laughs> I'm going to say something a little controversial. Ooh. I'm going to say something. If you say D sharp, I'm walking out. <laughs> I'm going to say something more controversial than D sharp. <gasps> F double flat. <laughs> no. <laughs> you heard it here first. I, wow. no, best best musical note, genuinely? Whatever your tinnitus is. <laughs> it's like Resonate a, with your tinnitus. It's like a, a G sharp tune to... 438 <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a slightly flat g sharp just not not quite a not quite mm-hmm. you can't call it a but you also don't think it's not a <laughs> uh i think uh b sharp all right you weirdo <laughs> i have no opinion on this okay you have just, no opinion i have no opinion on this okay uh what's your favorite letter from a to g from a to g e flat say e flat <laughs> uh, sharp. We're gonna go D and a half. Okay. You didn't say sharps and halves. I want to go halfway between D and E. Um, yeah. In all but, honesty, I think D and I think my favorite. That, that was that's, mine. That's what D I said. No, 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 it's yeah. D sharp. It's D sharp. Okay, it's whatever. They're in it's not, No, I didn't say. I didn't say E less a half. I yeah, said D exactly. and a half. Exactly. Okay, all right. Inharmonic buddies. F minus two halves. I actually think. Um, I don't I don't have a favorite from all of those letters, but my least favorite is G, definitely. Mm, all right. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's just because of um all the different ways that G can be typeset and I, I really don't like some of them. You know, like the G that Ooh. has that's two circles with the little pokey stick. I hate that G. Wait, I'm like a lowercase G? G? Like a lowercase G that's just two circles. Oh, all right. Yeah. You know right. what I'm talking about? Yeah, As yeah. opposed to because the way that I was taught to make a G when I was in preschool, you know, back in 1850, uh, was you you draw a cat on a mantelpiece, 
and the tail hangs down and that's how you draw a g and it's like hooky Ooh. on the bottom right yeah and it's hooky on the bottom because the cat's you know flipping his tail around it's a it's it's like a g it's like it's like it's a little circle with a long j attached to it right yeah 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 that, that was quite Glad the we question got that sorted out yeah friends this has been absolute blast like baja blast <laughs> yes for whom does the baja blast <laughs> for all of us I think this is a good place to end this episode. Wow. You know, it's been really fun talking about things with you, making yeah. some some bad jokes and some mostly wise cracks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bring up the standard a little bit. Yeah. A <laughs> <laughs> ratio is about half and half when, <laughs> when you're not here, Matthew. <laughs> it's uh, been wonderful having you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. Thank you for being our guest for this episode. Um, we will... 100% have you back yeah. in a future episode Ooh. because this was so much fun. And we have, there's so many things that we didn't talk about that I think we need to. Right. Definitely That's true. top That's two guests yeah. for sure. Maybe. I'll, I'll be telling my wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we can do a future episode, um, like I said, at the homestead. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the next couple of months, we can we can we could drive up slash down because we didn't describe where you, what state you live in. That's right. Um, right. Left slash left right. Laterally. Yeah. yeah. At some point. Uh, yeah. I, I think we, we we should absolutely do. We should drive to meet up with y'all. We'll do an episode uh, with you and Kate. Imagine having both of you at the same time. That's a lot to handle. We That's... might blow out some mics. <laughs> Somebody will be challenged to a fight, probably. Ooh, and yeah. someone will lose <laughs> on air. <laughs> on air, be sure to tune in, stockholders, <laughs> shareholders. <laughs> be ready for this, uh, the battle royale. <laughs> um, no, Matthew, thank you so much for being our guest. Uh, it was my pleasure. Thank you, all of the all of you shareholders, for listening um, to yet another episode of this wonderful podcast. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, perfectly said. First of uh, your name, where where can people find us on the internet? Ooh, people can find us on uh, on our website www. That stands for World Wide Web. dot Luke and Jorge Pod. dot Podbean. dot com, or they can follow us on our social media at uh, Luke and Jorge Pod. That's Twitter and or Instagram. Or you can email us at lukeandjorgepod at gmail.com. Send us your questions and or uh, whether you like us or not. And uh, also sign up for the, 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 the shoot, um, what's that called? The newsletter. The newsletter, right. Yeah, yeah, that. Um, the thing where we send you news in a letter. The newsletter. Um, uh, yeah. The first edition of the newsletter is going to come out uh, on May 1st, which is like, I don't, depending on when you listen to this, it, it's any number of days away. Or in the past. Or in the past. Check out our newsletter. Uh, we're having, we're, we've been working dil- diligently on this first edition. Yep. Um, it comes out May 1st. Uh, it is going to be so good. Uh, lots of news, lots of stuff to tell you all about. Lots of and, letters. And lots of songs on this playlist. Yeah. Yeah. At least two. Plural, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Plural yep. songs. Well, this has been a, this has been a podcast. Uh, thank you yeah. all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.